Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell with you tonight, and just very excited about um, being here today, and just always excited about the goodness of the Lord. He woke me up this morning. I didn't have to get, um, you know, I was I was seen and not viewed today. So I am excited about the goodness and the grace of God. And so before we get started, I would like to Go before the Lord to acknowledge him. The Bible says in all of your ways to acknowledge him and that he would direct your path. So we're going to do that right now. Heavenly Father, we come in the name of Jesus. Father, we enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We come into your courts with praise and we are thankful unto you. Father, we are asking that you go before us in our broadcast. Lord, we are praying for our country for this, um, the world, this pandemic, all of what is going on, Father, and the fear that it has placed in hearts. Father, we are asking that you would have your way, that you would put a hedge about us. And Father, for the believers, that during this time, this would be a time for us to let our light so shine before men that they may see our good deeds and glorify our Father, which is in heaven. So, Lord, we're asking that you go before us today. In this broadcast, we're asking that you would speak we're asking that the Holy Spirit would just uh, minister to us through your word because he's the author of the scripture. We're asking, Father, that you would be with those that are sick in body, those that are that have, have the virus right now, Lord, that are struggling through it. We're asking, God, that you would touch their body, touch them, Lord, from the top of their head to the sole of their feet. Father, we pray for those who are mourning the loss of loved ones, Lord. We're asking, Father, that you would wrap your arms around them, that you would grant them the peace that surpasses all understanding. We're asking, God, that you would strengthen uh, those that are believers in this moment, Father, and the, the, um, the challenges that we face right now, Lord. We're asking, God, that you would grant us wisdom from on high, that we would do nothing unless we consult you first. Father, we thank you. We honor and praise you. We also pray for those that are depressed during this time, oh God, that are not able to go out like um, as normal. Those that are just um, discouraged today, Lord, that are just 
um, deep, deep down depression. We're asking, Father, that you would lift up their head. The word said that you are the lifter of our head. And, Father, that we can cast our cares upon you. You said in First Peter 5, 7, for us to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. So, Lord, we come today and we are asking that you would speak to us through your word. We just thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' holy and matchless name we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, the number to call here is 866-423-9578 to be a part of our discussion tonight. And our discussion tonight is a discussion. How should a Christian view authority? How should a Christian view authority? Those that have ruled over us, what is our position? And so we are going to be seeking the word of God. The Bible said to obey those that have rule over you. And so we want to examine what that looks like tonight. And so you can call in the number again, 866-423-9578. Again, that number, 866-423-9578. All right, and so we're going to go to the Word of God. The Bible talks about um, authority. And um, one of the scriptures that I'll be using is going to be Romans chapter 13. And I'm going to start there. And as believers, we want to obey the word of God. Jesus said that those that love me obey my commandment. They do what I say. And let me just touch base with that scripture in um, John chapter uh, 14, where Jesus talked about that. So we are going to just visit Brother John there for a minute and um, and just look at what the word of God says. And it says in um, John chapter 14 and verse 21, Jesus says, he who has my commandments and keep them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my father. And I will love him and manifest myself to him. And then verse 23 tells us, Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word. If you love the Lord, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And we Father and Son and Holy Spirit, we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words. And the words which you hear is not mine, but the Father who sent me. Obedience is important. And we here we see Jesus talking about it again in First John chapter 2. Let me just go there quickly. So we have to establish that we as believers who call ourselves believers and are truly believers, We have to be obedient to the word of God, the word of God. Here in 1 John chapter 2, this is what he says. Now, by this we know that we know him, if we keep his commandments. He who says, I know him, and does not keep his commandments, is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we're in him. So we, as believers, we see the emphasis on obedience. If we, obedience and belief are synonymous. If you love him, then you're going to um, do what he says to do. If you are a believer, you're going to do what God says. And so the question here tonight is, should, uh, how should a Christian view authority? What is our view? And because we're believers and the Bible is our rule book, this is what our life is governed by, the word of God. We go to the Bible to see 
what it has to say about obedience, um, our view on authority. And so this is very important, um, very important um, today as believers, as we listen to the news and we hear and we see what is going on. What is our position as believer concerning the word of God, concerning authority? God has a lot to say about authority. And first of all, he talks about obedience to him. He is the one that we obey first. He said that in John chapter 10, that my sheep, what do they do? They hear my voice. I know them. And what do they do? They follow me. They follow me. They listen to my commands. They do what I say. They follow me. So as a believer, number one, obedience, obedience to the word of God. And so today, as we go into uh, so my first um, passage of scripture that I'm going to be going to is Romans chapter 13, Romans chapter 13. Let's see what Romans chapter 13 have to say. Romans chapter 13 and verse one, it said, let every soul be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that, are, that exist are appointed by God. Therefore, whoever resists the authority resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Are you hearing this? Those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Wow. I tell you. So the word of God um, is, is clear here. Um, and we, we are hearing a lot of mixed message today in our society. We listen to the news and we're hearing a lot of things. And, um, and there are rules. There are rules that are placed down, that, that are put in place right now. For example, to wear the mask. A lot of people are uh, just having a problem with that, put, to put the mask on. They're saying that they're, you know, um, taking away our rights. And we, you know, we have to do this thing. But if you, if you look at it in light of the word of God, it says, let every soul be subject to the governing authority. The governing authority has told us to wear the mask, to wash our hands, to, you know, limit our, our time out. Um, six feet distancing. This is what, the, this is the rules. And so what we're seeing is um, lawlessness. People just going out there, coughing on people on purpose, and just doing all kind of lawlessness. And this is what um, we're seeing. This sounds like the book of Judges. In those days, there were no king, and every man did which was right in his own eyes. Every, that's the, the theme of the book of Judges, was lawlessness. Everybody did what they wanted to do. We have to have order, because if we don't have some governing authority, the, uh, the opposite of what we're going to have is anarchy, a state of disorder due to the absence of authority. We don't want anarchy. We want um, to follow the rules, and God has placed people in power. Now, the thing is, is and, you know, there's a lot of mixed feelings about the, the, gover the government right now, Washington, D.C., and all of that. There's a lot of mixed feeling. But as a Christian and a believer, we don't have to like the person. But there is an office that that person occupy, which God has placed that person in that office. And, you know, when I look at... Um, it's Romans chapter 13 here. It is very interesting to see that when this was written, when Paul penned this, you know, Nero, um, and I believe in First Peter as well, Nero was the governing, was, was, the, was in rule. This was a wicked man. He was using Christian to light his garden. 
feeding Christians to the lion. I mean, this man was wicked. And that is during the time that Paul write this, you know, pen this. And to tell us, in spite of who the person is, we're not dealing with that. We're looking at the office. And that's what, as believers, we have to separate the person from the office and recognize that God is the one who placed people in place. I remember back in the book of Daniel, Daniel chapter 2, and Daniel um, prayed there. And then he talked about, and uh, you know, the God of heaven and, and all that he did. But this is what he says when after he prayed and the Lord um, gave him the, the answer for the king. Daniel, in his prayer, as he's thanking the Lord, he said this. Um, Daniel chapter 2, verse 19. Then, it, then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel, bless the God of heaven. And Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. And he, God, the God of heaven, changes the times and the season. He, the God of heaven, removes kings and he raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and uh, secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and the light dwells with him. So here it is. God is the one that put in kings and he take them out. And so, and God is sovereign. We have to f- remember the sovereignty of God. We have a sovereign God, and no one can stay His hand. And so, whatever, uh, wh- whatever, or whoever He placed there to give us the rule, and as believers, we cannot be the one that that are rebellious, you know. And then we have to remember: eyes are upon us. Our children are watching us. See how we respond to authority. Um, the, the first of all, the eyes of the Lord is everywhere. He sees the good and the evil. So basically, we have to remember that we have an audience of one. So as, as uh, Romans uh, 13 says, let every soul be subject to the governing authority. Because we have to remember, for there is no authority except from God. And the authorities that, are, that exist are appointed by God. So when we resist and we rebel and have the attitude and I'm not going to do this and all of, you know, and that, we are rebelling against God. And we don't want to do that. He said, therefore, whoever resists the authority, resists the ordinance of God. And those who resist will bring judgment on themselves. Wow. We're going to um, take a break right here. And we'll be right back. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news. In addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500, you can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. If you've fallen behind in your credit card payments during the shutdown, you're probably feeling some added pressures. And even a brief history of late payments can lead to a big drop in your credit score. But you don't have to solve these problems alone. Trinity Debt Management can help. We'll work with your creditors, put a stop to late fees and other penalties, and make a plan that helps you get caught up. 
We'll also consolidate your bills into one easy-to-manage monthly payment and negotiate much lower interest rates. Not only will you find immediate relief, you'll save thousands. And don't worry, it's not a loan. It's a smart way to get back on track. All you have to do is give Trinity a quick call, and we'll take care of the rest. Right now, no one really knows what the future will bring. But one thing is for sure. If your debt has you down, we should talk. Here's the number. Call 1-800-793-8548. That's 1-800-793-8548. Hi, my name is Ryan Bourne. And I'm Danica Bourne. And And we're we're the the owners owners of South Coast Coast Tax. Tax. We would like to thank our Lord for protecting us from evil. Psalm 91 states, He is my refuge and my fortress, for He will rescue us from every trap and protect us from deadly disease. South Coast Tax are Christian-based tax accountants and attorneys who specialize in releasing bank levies, wage garnishments, and filing complex tax returns. We are the leaders in acceptance of offers and compromise with awesome results. We are also a small firm who will treat you like family and not just a number. Call us today at 1-800-TAX-1176 for a free consultation, and we'll take the time to explain all the programs that you qualify for in order to allow you a fresh start. In John 836, so if the sun sets you free, you will be free indeed. And one way we can achieve that is by being debt-free. So let us help you today. Call us at 1-800-TAX-1176, and together we can help achieve this goal by putting the IRS tax debt behind you for good. Again, that number is 1-800-TAX-1176. In the 2016 race for president, Donald Trump was not the first choice for many Christian voters. His personal history made it unimaginable that he would defend Christian values as president, or so we thought. In his new book, For God and Country, The Christian Case for Trump, Dr. Ralph Reed shows that President Trump has kept his promises and been the most effective presidential defender of religious liberty and the pro-life cause since Reagan. It's required reading in 2020. For God and Country, the new book by Ralph Reed, available wherever books are sold. the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here tonight, and we are looking at how should a Christian view authority? What does the Bible say? How should a Christian view authority? And so we are going to go to the Word of God because there's three areas of um, authority that should be in our lives. It's God first, and we see that in Acts chapter 2. The church was set up there, the divine authority. Then you have the family and then there is the government. And so Paul is telling us here, and as we look at it, when, when we deal with the government or the subject of authority, you know, how should we as believers act toward the government? And the Bible gives us some important things to consider. First of all, God raises up rulers. And if you want to call in, the number to call here is 866-423-9578. Again, that number is 866 866- Four two three nine five seven eight. All right, so number one, we have to remember that God raises up rulers. He's the one that is in charge of the rulers that we have in place. God does that. So, and, and, and like I said, we're looking at um, Romans chapter 13 here. I mean, it is clear. There's other scriptures as well that we're going to look at. But Romans chapter 13, Paul definitely lays it out. And we know the Apostle Paul, you know, um, 
argues his point like a lawyer and plays the fact here. And so he said in verse uh, th chapter 13 and verse 1 that let every soul be subject to the governing authority. Let every soul be subject to the governing authority. And so the Greek word here it's, um, that is used for this um, uh, governing authority, it's, it's um, used as a, it's, it's, it's kind of, it's like a soldier that is um, obedient to the superior officer. And, um, you know, he, he lays it down. When you're in the army, you obey your commanding officer. If he says jump, you don't answer. Why? How high? You are subject to that. And so the word of God is telling us too. To, to be subject to those that have rule over us. And, for example, um, this mask wearing. Let's just take that for an example. Wearing the mask. How is that going to hurt you? You know, wearing the mask. This is a way of, of, you know, protecting you and the other person, you know, from the, 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 the passing of this virus. And I know there's a lot of theories out there. There's some people that believe that this is, you know, man-made. And it doesn't matter what we think. We are, the rules are here and the laws are in place that we are to wear the mask. People are stabbing people. Just because all you have to do is just put the mask on or stay out the store. Those are your choices. If you don't want to follow the rules, stay home. But if you're coming out and you know that this is what the, um, the establishment requires, the sign is on the window and on the door, all over the place, the sign is there. So you go, it's not going to hurt you to go into the store with your mask on. You're not going to live in the store for 10 hours. You're just going in to get what you're going to get, and you put the mask on and go in. I mean, I don't, how hard is that? Could somebody tell me what the problem is with that? The number to call here, 866-423-9578. Again, that number to call in, 866-423-9578, to tell me, what the problem is, because I, I don't get it. I don't see why we cannot just obey. You know, and this lawlessness is, is all over the place. We see it um, in our children. They don't want to do what you tell them. You know, we, we see it in society, um, relationship, in marriages. Wives don't want to listen to their husband, or wives want to be the boss and dicta dictate to their husband what we're going to do. And those, God is not pleased with that. You know, when we don't submit to the authority, the authorities are appointed by God. And that's the thing we got to remember. God has appointed the authorities. That's what it says here. Let every soul be subject to the governing authority, for there is no authority except from God. The authority comes from God. And the authority that exists are appointed by God. So let's look at the scenario. So when you don't want to follow the authority, you are not just going against the the authority that is speaking to you, you are going against God. Uh, to me, that is scary right there. The government, you know, because every position of, of, of a civil authority is placed there by God. And so we are literally, um, since God alone is the ruler, the sovereign ruler of the universe, we see that over and over in the scripture. God is the one that is a sovereign ruler over the universe. And so when we, and when he institute the authority on earth here, um, and we rebel, that's rebellion. You know, in um, Psalm 51, it says rebellion is like witchcraft. Rebellion is like witchcraft. All right, I see that I have a caller here. Um, let me move my 
Bible out of the way and get to him. But yes, the authority here is of the Lord. William, how are you? I'm great. How about yourself? I am doing well. I heard you talking about uh, um, the authority that God puts uh, people in authority, and that is absolutely correct. Yes. But I do have a problem with, uh, you mentioned walking into stores for just a few minutes. Um, I understand that. That's an easy one. But what if you work with the public and you have to wear it like I do for 10 hours a day and it's uh, 95 degrees out? <laughs> Brother, well, you're and, be... <laughs> uh, and, and unfortunately, I read the science. I'm surrounded by people in the medical field. Right. And I read the science that the, uh, the virus is just larger than one microbe which goes through about 99% of every mask out there as easy as air. Right. And it's not scientific, it's political. And Apostle Paul did push back by using his Roman authorities and challenging the authorities. So there's no, there's no uh, problem with Christianity pushing back like Apostle Paul did and said, wait a minute, I'm a citizen of Rome, and he appealed. Well, we should be able to appeal also and push back within our Christian authority. We don't just follow them like sheep. And I have one last comment, and I'll let you go. All right. If they tell the churches not to meet, or in California, don't sing in church, don't worship the Lord, at what point— do you say enough is enough? I follow God and I don't follow you because there may come a time when that exact thing, this may be the time when this exact same thing where you have to choose between who do you follow. And that's it. I appreciate your program though. Right. Thank you. All right. All right. I will definitely um, deal with that. Now I believe because of the, the laws of the land to where this is what they tell us to do to, um, to wear the mask. I mean, we may not agree with the science behind it, you know, but the, the fact is if I'm going to be going into that store or if I'm going to go to work, I have a choice not to go to work. You know what I mean? But if I am in the building, if I go in that establishment, I believe that we are obligated because of the scripture. First of all, God raises up rules and he put them in place. And so in, in terms of the mask wearing, I believe that we should do it because it's, you know, just wear the mask. I mean, the science behind it might not be right. But again, we're not looking at per se the person. We're looking at the office that it, that they have. It's the office that we're looking at. You know, even when we look at Washington right now, we may not like the person that is in office, but that office is set up by God. And like it says here in Romans, it says that, um, let's look at it again. For there is no authority except from God, and the authorities that exist are appointed by God. Now, in terms of the church, right now, because of the, 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 the pandemic and because of what is going on, you know, if it was our, under a note, if we did not have a, a pandemic and they tell you you can't go to church and you can't sing and all that, sure, you, you know what the Word of God says. And so, you know, you're not uh, like Daniel. Remember in Daniel days? 
they told Daniel that they did not to pray. Now, Daniel know that. I mean, you know, God invites us to come to him in prayer. He said to call unto me, and I will answer you. God has placed that in there, that we come to him. So Daniel, knowing the word of God, you know, called on his God three times a day, even though they were telling him not to. He, he was not to call on any God. But he knew that he had a relationship with his God. and he. So if it's something wrong that the authority is telling us to do, but let's look at the statistic, the statistic too. The churches, churches, there are pastors that have died from this virus. At least four or five that I've heard about have died from the virus. And there's a pastor that rebelled and said, oh, yeah, we're going to open anyway. We're not listening to this and all of that. And then he had to come back and apologize because members in his congregation um, contracted the virus and people died. So if, if the authority is telling you not to meet at church, right now we understand why. Because if we come together, we're seeing the numbers. We're seeing in, in California, um, in Florida, we have seen that the people rebel, come out without any masks, they're on the beach doing everything, and then the numbers are going up. In Michigan today, it's over uh, 800 new cases today. You know, so we have to be discerning. And see, the thing is this about the Christian and authority, we have to remember this, that God raises up the rulers, and he put them in place. And God used those in government who fear him. He uses them. We also know that we are to be a witness to those in authority, we as believers. So um, my brother um, William, um, that um, that call, you know, going to your job, and if you're a believer and you're on the job, yes, it's gonna, it's hot. It's hot, but this is these are the rules. I mean, they do have masks that you can get with a little fan inside of it, Um my husband um, ordered one, and I saw it. The fan is inside, so it keeps you cool there on the inside. So there are things that we can do to, to um, you know, to help ourselves in this area. But I believe, as a Christian on the job, we are. This is a time for our, our light to shine. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deed and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Because our action. You know, some people may never come into a church, but they will see you and how you act. And as a believer, we got to represent. We are ambassadors for Christ. People see us first. Before they come into a church building, they will see a Christian. And so our action is basically um, what we have to look at. And then and then the, the scriptures is letting us know. Also, not only is it in um, uh, Romans chapter 13... But First Peter chapter two. Let's take a, a trip over there. You know, in First Peter chapter two, um, verse thirteen, and I'm turning there as well. The word of God is what we follow as believers, and you know, and you know, the heat with the mask on. I was out there this week on the streets, um, sharing the gospel, and it is hot when you have the mask on, but what are we going to do? <laughs> We're just going to have to wear it. God is going to protect us from anything. But I believe when we obey the laws of the land, it's like being under an umbrella. When we subject ourselves to the rule of God, we are protected by God. God protects us. It's like the umbrella protects you. When, you. when you're in obedience, you are standing under the umbrella. When, and, when, and what if the rain or whatever water or anything sprayed at you, won't get to you if you're under the umbrella. 
When you're out of the umbrella, you're subject to everything that is out there. So here in First Peter uh, chapter 2 and verse 13, look at what he says. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king or supreme or to governors or to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. So you are going and doing what you know to do. Yes, you know, you're, and, and I'm praying for Christians who are on the job that you're letting your light shine because, believe me, people are looking at you. And so when we are complaining and whining, you know, going along with the crowd, does that bring God glory and honor? Because remember, we are here to bring his, his name glory and honor. We are pointing others to his name. And so, you know, those of us that have to go into work and we have to wear the mask and we have to wear it all day, that is, you know, it's, it's rough to do that and it's hot. But listen, Jesus went to the cross for us, bearing our sin. He laid down his life. And so wearing the mask to me is not even close to carrying the cross or suffering the, the punishment of the cross. You know, so we are to put ourselves in an attitude of submission, you know, as citizens. So we, and we represent, so Peter here is telling us, and like I said before, Nero, he don't get any worse as a, as a leader. This man was insane. Nero was using the Christians to light his garden, you know, setting them on fire. He was um, throwing them to the lions. And the office, and that's during the time um, Paul is writing, and he's writing, as wicked as that ruler was, he still writes and says that let every soul be subject to the governing authorities. So we, we definitely have to um, to pick our battles right now. And, you know, um, governing authorities, obeying God, and so that the name of the Lord can be honored. Because you, as a believer, if I had to go to work, I put my mask on and I go in. As a believer, you know, and God's name is getting honored. Um, the rest of the people see you there, you're wearing your mask, and they're thinking, well, this, you know, it's not too bad. But like I said, there are masks that you can buy with a little fan inside of it. So if you're a person that work all day in a hot environment, I suggest that you get that, um, that uh, mask. Um, and I think it's online. I don't, I don't know where my husband got it from. But he does have that mask with the little fan inside that cools your face and cools it down. So, you know, there are things that we can do. But I believe that, you know, it's not, a, it's not a large sacrifice to just do what we're told to do. And then look at it this way. You are obeying God because the authority that is placed there, like it says here, that um, Peter, um, in First Peter um, 2 and 13, submit yourself to every ordinance, every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, for the Lord's sake, not for man's sake, but for the Lord's sake. And then he gives you the list. Whether it um, to whether to king as supreme or to governors or to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those um, who do good for this is the will of God. Don't you want to do the will of God? Let me tell you, the will of God is what we get blessed in Matthew chapter seven. There is a group there that says, "Lord, Lord," and and Jesus said, "Not everyone that says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven." But guess who is going to go? 
but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. And it is the will of God for believers to be obedient to the word of God. And so we represent the kingdom of God. And so when we are doing what we need to do, we don't agree with it. We think, you know, it could be the science behind it might be wrong. But we're not. my trust is not in the mask. I'm trusting God, the God of heaven. That's who my trust in. And so when I put that mask on, I'm like, Lord, this is what they said to wear. I'm going in. You know, you're asking for a hedge of protection. And you are trusting the God of heaven. And that's the key. Knowing that God has set up those authority there. They're not there by themselves. God has placed them there. All right, we're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back, and we'll deal with Nathan when we come back. Did you buy into the timeshare lies? I can tell you that I had a four-year experience with a timeshare corporation who did nothing but lie to me. That swapping locations was easy? They made this sound that this would be a really good deal, that I could go anywhere, anytime I wanted to. That never worked out. Timeshare lies. Thousands of timeshare owners know the feeling. I'm Chuck McDowell, founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I worked for the largest timeshare company in the world. When I learned the truth about what they were selling, I quit my job and instead became the pioneer in helping folks get out of their timeshare contracts legally. I understand that trusting anyone after buying a timeshare is a difficult task. That's why I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. For a free information kit on how to cancel your timeshare, call Wesley Financial Group now. 800-605-5757. 800-605-5757. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on radio.com just go to radio.com tap the news talk and scroll down to wlqv faith talk it's that simple or pick up the radio.com app either way it's fun sounds great and you're going to love it check us out at radio.com imagine if you walked into a car dealership and they only had one model in one color with one set of options that would be crazy you'd turn around and walk out But that's exactly what most remodeling companies do. They have tunnel vision, meaning they only offer one kind of windows or one kind of roof or one kind of siding that they are determined to sell you. To heck with what's actually best for your home, your preferences, or your budget. Call Performance Remodeling instead. We offer real choices, multiple materials, lines, manufacturers, and styles of windows, roofing, and siding. Whatever you want, whatever you need, whatever is best for your situation, we'll listen to you and help you get the right product at the right price. No pushy salespeople, no one-size-fits-all solutions. We also offer the industry's only true lifetime guarantee, which means as long as you are in your home, you pay for nothing ever again. Call Performance Remodeling at 586-540-6000 or online at windowsroofingsiding.com. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you.
Praise the Lord, everyone, and welcome back to Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell here with you tonight. I'm just excited about the Word of God and just going through the Word of God with you. And um, we're dealing with um, should how should a Christian view authority. And so we're going to go to Nathan in Ferndale. Hi, Nathan. Yes, thanks for taking my call. Uh, when you deal with the word Christian, uh, that word only appears twice in the Second Testament. It never appears in the First Testament. So what is your uh, definition of a Christian? A believer, a person that has placed their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, we're following Christ. The word Christian means little Christ. So we are followers of Christ. But the connotation in the Second Testament, Agrippa said in 2628 that the Apostle Paul almost persuaded him to be a Christian. And then in First Peter, it says, if any man suffer as a Christian. So, I mean, these connotations are not uh, those things that people would aspire to be anyway, because as you just mentioned, the Christians were being persecuted by the man you just narrowed. They were, he was having sport of them. So why would, everybody identify with this suffering when nobody suffers as a Christian anymore? Well, as a believer, well, believer in Jesus Christ. Is what I've, so what, what would you call a believer in Christ then if you don't believe the word Christian should be used? What, what, what should you have another word in mind? Well, the words that's used throughout both Testaments is the word saint. Okay. So... Okay, so uh, we can say saints. So and the Apostle Paul addressed each letter he wrote to the church or to the saints. And I don't hear that word being used, so okay, well, I was we just trying to find out, what is a Christian? I mean, a follower very few people know that they suffered. Right, well, the Christians and so, are followers uh, of Christ or as saints. As you mentioned, Daniel. Daniel was in captivity. Right. But anyway, thanks for the call. Just maybe right. you can elaborate on that a little long, a okay. little more. Okay. We'll, and we'll identify go. that particular group of people. Thank okay. You. All right. Thank you for your call, Nathan. All, All right. right. God bless you. All right. So as we look at Christians and who we are, and, uh, you know, we call the Christian we're first called Christian in Antioch, as we know the Bible says that. And so... Um, when I say Christians, I'm, you know, as he said, Nathan said, saint, saints or, you know, followers of Christ or disciples of Christ. Those are the people I'm addressing. So whether we say Christians, when we say Christian, we're speaking of saints or believers, those that have placed their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And you mentioned that Paul, um, before King Agrippa, said that um, he was almost persuaded. Um, so saints basically are Christian believers. That's what they are. We see in um, uh, Acts 26, and let's look at um, well, verse 9. Um, he said, Indeed, I myself thought I must do many things, contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. This I also did in Jerusalem, and many of the saints I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests when they, put, when they were put to death. I cast my vote against them, and I punish them, often in the synagogue and compel them to blaspheme. 
and being exceedingly enraged against them, I persecuted them even to foreign cities. So, so it's basically the saints, the Christians, they're all, it's, just, it's the same thing. We just don't use saints too much um, today. Um, you know, I guess this Catholic Church uses the, the, the saints, they have a saint for everything. Um, but the church used Christian. The word Christian are followers of Christ. I don't um, see what the, um, the the deal is here, but I'm going to go to Tim in Sterling Heights. Hi, Tim. How are you? Hey. Hi, Anit. How are you? I'm doing good. Good, good. Just listening to uh, Brother Nathan there, I believe he said, you know, Christians aren't getting persecuted anymore. Did I hear that right? I, I'm not sure if that's what that's what do he well. If yeah, that's towards the end, say, just yeah. before he hung up, he said, right. "You know, Christians weren't getting persecuted anymore." And I want would like him to reflect a little bit, especially just recent years with ISIS. You were a Christian; they cut your heads off right there on the beach and right, burned you alive. So right. Christians are very much right. Boko Haram in Africa are very much being persecuted. And even with the voice of the martyrs, that ministry um, deals yeah. with a lot of um, uh, Christians today that are being persecuted. But I think his 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 um, question was about you know that, that why would you know Christian the name Christian? But the saints are what the Christians are: a Christian or a saint or you know a believer are people that right. have placed their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Those are the ones. Yeah. Who are the whether we call them Christians, whether we call them saints, or we call them believer, um, I don't. They, they're synonymous, you know. And Christian, right. they were called Christian in Antioch, you know. That's where um, they were first called Christian. So, um, so I'm not. I'm not trying to be holier than thou. I just wanted to point that out that we Christians are very much being persecuted right here, around the world, and. I remember the one of the instances with ISIS where they paraded, I think it was 13, I could be wrong on that number, but it was right around 13 Christians on the beach and beheaded every last one of them. And the last guy said, was asked, because they were asked, I mean, even here in our college campuses, if you remember some of the shootings, right. are, are you a Christian? No. Yes. Are you? Then recite the Quran. If you can't recite the Quran, you blew their heads off. Remember that? Right. Right, right there on the college campuses a few years ago, right here. Are you a Christian? Yes. Bam. You're yeah. about to meet your God. And the 13 or so that were paraded on the beach there, when they went to the last guy and says, who's your God? You know, versus Allah versus, you know, Christ. Right. He said, my God is their God. That kind of reminded me of the, the thief on the cross where he became saved right then and there because you would watch them stick up for Jesus right. and dive right in front of their eyes. Right. That's how I took it. Yeah. But, you know, my God is their God. Right. So, yeah, we're very much being persecuted. Right. Okay. And, and we're told we're going to be. Yeah. And Jesus said in John sixteen thirty three that in this world yeah. we will have tribulation, but to be a so not here. Yep. So, you know, for, for Nathan, I'm not trying to be some answer man, or I just wanted to, if I heard that right, we're not being persecuted. I just wanted to set that straight a little bit. Right. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Anita. Yeah. God bless you. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So as we continue um, back to our subject of um, should a Christian or a saint or a believer 
how uh, should obey authority? Should they obey the, uh, the governing authority? That is a question on the table, and we're going to take a break right here, and we'll be right back. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. The Little Sisters of the Poor just won a big case at the Supreme Court, but the win goes far beyond the famous order of Catholic nuns. This decision is a big win for religious liberty and for moral conscience. In a 7-2 decision, the nation's highest court ruled that employers who have sincere religious or conscience beliefs against birth control cannot be forced to pay for contraception coverage under the Affordable Care Act, commonly known as Obamacare. The majority decision written by Justice Clarence Thomas came nine years after groups like the Little Sisters of the Poor protested that the Obama administration was forcing a violation of religious conscience through its rules on the Affordable Care Act. The court upheld a policy correction made by the Trump administration that restored religious liberty and included the right of conscience for employers. It took both the Trump administration and the Supreme Court to set this straight. Keep that in mind as you vote in November. I'm Albert Moeller. Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. Hello, friends. This is Pastor Emery Moss, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts, and in the process started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is, this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-605-5757. 800-605-5757. Are you tired of exposing your retirement to stock market risk? How would you like to participate in stock market gains but never stock market losses? Join Joe Uplegger for the Safe Money and Income Radio Show, Saturday mornings at 9 on FM 92.7, AM 1500, Faith Talk, Detroit. You can also call Joe now for your complimentary customized Safe Money Kit and Safe Money Book at 866-436-0133. That's 866-436-0133. Bible Talk. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell with you, and I cannot believe how the time has flown. But I certainly enjoyed myself. I enjoyed all our callers, and we are continuing with the subject of how should a believer, Christian or saint, view uh, uh, the um, authority? 
And so, um, and, and just thinking about a little bit more, having a little bit more time to think about what um, Nathan was saying, Christian in America may not be suffering as much as other Christian in other parts of the world, but they are suffering. They're beheaded um, in China. Um, Christians, are, you know, are suffering all over the world. In the, the Muslim countries, pe- um, people are suffering. And so... Um, that's it's just because we don't the news doesn't carry that but they are a lot there's a lot of saints and um believers that are are suffering throughout the world um so in our response how should a, a christian um our believer saint view authority we have to remember number 1 that god raises up rulers we have to keep that in mind so that when we go against um the official that has been placed we have been disobedient to God. We're not being obedient to God because He is the one that placed the authority there, and um, and so and God uses those in government who fear Him. We remember the story of um, uh, Queen Esther in um, uh, Esther chapter four. You know um, how He used Esther. You know, um, and she was placed there for such a time as this. So we see that God also uses those in government that fear Him. And then we are to be a witness to those in authority. We believers are to be a witness by our behavior and all of that. Um, show people what our God is like. Being um, when you know, even under the cruel tyranny of Nero, um, believers were still challenged to be law-abiding citizens, and we see that in in First Peter uh, chapter two, verses thirteen through fifteen. They were to submit. It said, therefore, submit yourself to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king or uh, as supreme or to governor those who sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for those and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good, you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men as free, yet not using liberty as cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, and honor the king. And then if you read further in verse 18, Servants, be submissive to your master with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable, if because of conscience towards God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if when you are beaten for your faults you take it patiently, but when you do good and suffer... If you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. And this is the advice, for to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow his step. So we're going to suffer as believers, but um, like, um, like I'm saying, we are to be example and putting on a mask, you know, um, listening to the authorities. I mean, we have to recognize that we have an audience of one and God is looking at our heart. I'm seeing on the news they're, they're asking to um, get rid of the police. What we, and then so when something happened and you call the police, if we get rid of them, who is going to come? We're going to have anarchy and lawlessness, revelry, you know? And so we, that, those are the things we have to keep in mind. So the best approach, I think, to, the, to my question here, the best approach to those in authority over us is to follow the advice found in 1 Peter 2.17. And this is what it says. Honor all people. Love the brotherhood. Fear God. Honor the king. And that's what it says. Here we are. 
we, we see the perfect balance as we, we live our lives to fear God in our, in our godly lives every day. You know, we have to live above reproach and to be example to those in authority. At the same time, we'll be able to discern when human laws contradict the divine law established by God. Because we saw with Daniel, when they told him not to pray, he recognized that he cannot do, he can't go with this because God is the, the, the authority. See, the three governing fa- um, areas is God, the divine um, government, then we have families, and then we have the government. So it's God, family, government. And when it comes to government, we are going to follow the government as they the rules don't um, contradict the word of God. Because that's the thing, like Peter said in Acts 5, 29, that we ought to obey God rather than men. So if it's come down to a choice between the word of God, to violate the word of God, or to um, do what man says, we have to do the word of God. They told Peter um, in Acts 5, 29, you know, they were telling him not to, not to say the name, not to pray in this name, not to talk about the name of Jesus. And so he did, hey, we have to obey God rather than men. So in, in our um, in our walk with the Lord, and like Nathan was asking about churches telling us, you know, not to sing and all that, in this time, if we look at the context, it's going to rule. Because right now in this time, it is dangerous to sing because saliva is going to come out of our mouth when we sing. Um, you know, we're talking and shouting, spit is flying, and all of that. So for that reason, and we have to look at the context of everything. You know, so for that, but if, if the corona is um, under control, they get a vaccine and it's on and all of this is over and they tell you not to sing, then we know we, we, can't, we can't listen to that because the scripture tells us that we have to praise God. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you. And we'll talk next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministries. We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525.